0: This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. What's the Bible really all about? How do all the different pieces fit together? Looking for an easy resource to answer your questions? Discover the timeless story of the whole Bible for yourself with the 30-Minute Bible. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truths Table. Your Word is truth, Your Word is life. Presented by Inner
1: City Press.
0: Your Word is truth, Your Word is life.
1: The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson
0: and Akemene Uwen. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word.
1: Old Testament reading. Judges chapter 14 through chapter 16, verse 3. Chapter 14. Samson's unconsummated marriage. Samson went down to Timnah, where a Philistine girl caught his eye. When he got home, he told his father and mother, a Philistine girl in Timnah has caught my eye. Now get her for my wife. But his father and mother said to him, Certainly, you can find a wife among your relatives or among all our people. You should not have to go and get a wife from the uncircumcised Philistines. But Samson said to his father, Get her for me, because she is the right one for me. Now his father and mother did not realize this was the Lord's doing, because he was looking for an opportunity to stir up trouble with the Philistines, for at that time the Philistines were ruling Israel. Samson went down to Timnah. When he approached the vineyards of Timnah, he saw a roaring young lion attacking him. The Lord's Spirit empowered him, and he tore the lion in two with his bare hands as easily as one would tear a young coat. But he did not tell his father or mother what he had done. Samson continued on down to Timna and spoke to the girl. In his opinion, she was just the right one. Sometime later, when he went back to marry her, he turned aside to see the lion's remains. He saw a swarm of bees in the lion's carcass, as well as some honey. He scooped it up with his hands and ate it as he walked along. When he returned to his father and mother, he offered them some and they ate it, but he did not tell them he had scooped the honey out of the lion's carcass. Then Samson's father accompanied him to Timnah for the marriage. Samson hosted a party there, for this was customary for bridegrooms to do. When the Philistines saw he had no attendants, they gave him 30 groomsmen who kept him company. Samson said to them, I will give you a riddle. If you really can solve it, During the seven days, the party lasts. I will give you 30 linen robes and 30 sets of clothes. But if you cannot solve it, you will give me 30 linen robes and 30 sets of clothes. They said to him, Let us hear your riddle. He said to them, Out of the one who eats came something to eat. Out of the strong one came something sweet. They could not solve the riddle for three days. On the fourth day, they said to Samson's bride, Trick your husband into giving the solution to the riddle. If you refuse, we will burn up you and your father's family. Did you invite us here to make us poor? So Samson's bride cried on his shoulder and said, You must hate me. You do not love me. You told the young men a riddle, but you have not told me the solution. He said to her, Look, I have not even told my father or mother. Do you really expect me to tell you? She cried on his shoulder until the party was almost over. Finally, on the seventh day, he told her because she had nagged him so much. Then she told the young men the solution to the riddle. On the seventh day, before the sunset, the men of the city said to him, what is sweeter than honey? What is stronger than a lion? He said to them, if you had not plowed with my heifer, you would not have solved my riddle. The Lord's spirit empowered him he went down to Ashkelon and killed thirty men. He took their clothes and gave them to the men who had solved the riddle. He was furious as he went back home. Samson's bride was then given to his best man. Chapter 15. Samson versus the Philistines. Sometime later, during the wheat harvest, Samson took a young goat as a gift and went to visit his bride. He said to her, Father, I want to sleep with my bride in her bedroom, but her father would not let him enter. Her father said, I really thought you absolutely despised her, so I gave her to your best man. Her younger sister is more attractive than she is. Take her instead. Samson said to them, This time I am justified in doing the Philistines harm. Samson went and captured 300 jackals and got some torches. He tied the jackals in pairs by their tails and then tied a torch to each pair. He lit the torches and set the jackals loose in the Philistines' standing grain. He burned up the grain heaps and the standing grain, as well as the vineyards and olive groves. The Philistines asked, Who did this? They were told, Samson, the Timnite's son-in-law because the Timnite took Samson's bride and gave her to his best man. So the Philistines went up and burned her and her father. Samson said to them, Because you did this, I will get revenge against you before I quit fighting. He struck them down and defeated them. Then he went down and lived for a time in the cave in the cliff of Edom. The Philistines went up and invaded Judah. They arrayed themselves for battle in Lehi. The men of Judah said, Why are you attacking us? The Philistines said, We have come up to take Samson prisoner so we can do to him what he has done to us. So 3,000 men of Judah went down to the cave in the cliff of Edom and said to Samson, Do you not know that the Philistines rule over us? Why have you done this to us? He said to them, I have only done to them what they have done to me. They said to him, We have come down to take you prisoner so we can hand you over to the Philistines. Samson said to them, promise me you will not kill me. They said to him, we promise. We will only take you prisoner and hand you over to them. We promise not to kill you. They tied him up with the two brand new ropes and led him from the cliff. When he arrived in Lehi, the Philistines shouted as they approached him, but the Lord's spirit empowered him. The ropes around his arms were like flax dissolving in fire, and they melted away from his hands. He happened to see a solid jawbone of a donkey. He grabbed it and struck down 1,000 men. Samson then said, With the jawbone of a donkey, I have left them in heaps. With the jawbone of a donkey, I have struck down a 1,000 men. When he finished speaking, he threw the jawbone down and named that place Ramath-Lehi. He was very thirsty, so he cried out to the Lord and said, You have given your servant this great victory. But now must I die of thirst? and fall into the hands of these uncircumcised Philistines? So God split open the basin at Lehi, and water flowed out from it. When he took a drink, his strength was restored, and he revived. For this reason, he named the spring En-Hakor. It remains in Lehi to this very day. Samson led Israel for 20 years during the days of Philistine prominence. Chapter 16. Samson's Downfall. Samson went to Gaza. There he saw a prostitute and slept with her. The Gazites were told, Samson has come here. So they surrounded the town and hid all night at the city gate, waiting for him to leave. They relaxed all night, thinking, he will not leave until morning comes, then we will kill him. Samson spent half the night with the prostitute. Then he got up in the middle of the night and left. He grabbed the doors of the city gate, as well as the two posts and pulled them right off bar and all he put them on his shoulders and carried them up to the top of a hill east of Hebron
0: New
1: Testament reading John chapter 8 verses 12 through 59 Jesus as the light of the world Then Jesus spoke out again I am the light of the world. The one who follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So the Pharisees objected. You testify about yourself. Your testimony is not true. Jesus answered, even if I testify about myself, my testimony is true because I know where I came from and where I am going. But you people do not know where I came from or where I'm going. You people judge my outward appearances. I do not judge anyone, but if I judge, my evaluation is accurate, because I am not alone when I judge, but I and the Father who sent me do so together. It is written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I testify about myself, and the Father who sent me testifies about me. Then they begin asking him, "Who is your father?" Jesus answered, "You do not know either me or my Father. If you knew me, You would know my father too. Jesus spoke these words near the offering box while he was teaching in the temple courts. No one seized him because his time had not yet come. Where Jesus came from and where he is going. Then Jesus said to them again, I am going away, and you will look for me, but will die in your sin. Where I am going, you cannot come. So the Jewish leaders began to say, Perhaps he's going to kill himself because he says, Where I am going, you cannot come. Jesus replied, You people are from below. I am from above. You people are from this world. I am not from this world. Thus I told you that you will die in your sins. For unless you believe that I am He, you will die in your sins. So they said to him, Who are you? Jesus replied, What I have told you from the beginning. I have many things to say and to judge about you, but the Father who sent me is truthful. And the things I have heard from him, I speak to the world. They did not understand that he was telling them about his father. Then Jesus said, when you lift up the son of man, then you will know that I am he. And I do nothing on my own initiative, but I speak just what the father taught me. And the one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone because I always do those things that please him. While he was saying these things, many people believed in him. Abraham's children, and the devil's children. Then Jesus said to those Judeans who had believed him, If you continue to follow my teaching, you are really my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. We are descendants of Abraham, they replied, and have never been anyone's slaves. How can you say, you will become free? Jesus answered them, I tell you the solemn truth. Everyone who practices sin is a slave of sin. The slave does not remain in the family forever, but the son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be really free. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, but you want to kill me because my teaching makes no progress among you. I am telling you the things I have seen while with the father. As for you, practice the things you have heard from the father. They answered him, Abraham is our father. Jesus replied, If you are Abraham's children, you would be doing the deeds of Abraham. But now you're trying to kill me, a man who has told you the truth I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You people are doing the deeds of your father. Then they said to Jesus, We were not born as a result of immorality. We have only one father, God himself. Jesus replied, If God were your father, you would love me, for I have come from God and am now here. I have not come on my own initiative, but he sent me. Why don't you understand what I'm saying? It is because you cannot accept my teaching. You people are from your father, the devil, and you want to do what your father desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not uphold the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he lies, he speaks according to his own nature because he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I am telling you the truth, you do not believe me. Who among you can prove me guilty of any sin? If I am telling you the truth, why don't you believe me? The one who belongs to God listens and responds to God's words. You don't listen and respond because you don't belong to God. The Judeans replied, aren't we correct in saying that you are a Samaritan and are possessed by a demon? Jesus answered, I am not possessed by a demon. But I honor my father, and yet you dishonor me. I am not trying to get praise for myself. There is one who demands it, and he also judges. I tell you the solemn truth. If anyone obeys my teaching, he will never see death. Then the Judeans responded, Now we know you're possessed by a demon. Both Abraham and the prophets died, and yet you say if anyone obeys my teaching, he will never experience death. You aren't greater than our father Abraham who died, are you? And the prophets died too. Who do you claim to be? Jesus replied, If I glorify myself, my glory is worthless. The one who glorifies me is my father, about whom you people say, he is our God. Yet you do not know him, but I know him. If I were to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I obey his teaching. Your father Abraham was overjoyed to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then the Judeans replied, You are not yet fifty years old. Have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, I tell you the solemn truth. Before Abraham came into existence, I am. Then they picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus was hidden from them and went out from the temple area. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious and holy and righteous God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for another gift to us. The way in which you reveal to us your character and your intentions for us through your word. We thank you for the sobering reminders about the cost of disobedience, O Lord. We thank you, O God, for the ways in which you, by the power of your spirit, have made us to be able to hear your voice and to respond to it in gratitude and obedience. God, help us every day to be able to more and more discern your precious and holy voice. Let us respond to your voice in obedience and deep gratitude, O God. We don't want to appear Christian and not really be Christian. And so we need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to be able to discern you, to love you, to see you, oh God, as our Lord and Savior, provider and protector. And God, it is so easy and tempting for us to make a God in our own image, to make a God who is a result of our own frustrations or trauma or lust or desires. But I, God, I ask that by your kindness and your power that you would rebuke us and that you would mature us to long for and desire your voice, your word, and your will. Thank you, O God, for the transformative work of the Holy Spirit and the way that you work through your word to teach us your voice, to teach us what you actually sound like, your way, your character, and your will. Help us to more and more discern who you are so that we are not ensnared and fooled and tricked by the father of lies. We thank you, O Father God, that you indeed are the true and high and worthy God, worthy of all praise. It is in Christ's name that we pray today and entrust ourselves. Amen and amen.
0: Anyone can discover the timeless story of the Bible in just 30 minutes a day for 30 days. In the 30-Minute Bible, experienced Bible teachers Craig Bartholomew and Paige Vanosky present the story of Scripture in 30 short readings, each designed to take about half an hour. Each reading includes a passage from the Bible and a short chapter explaining how the passage fits into the Bible's wider narrative. Written in straightforward and clear language, the readings are accompanied by engaging visual illustrations. Discover the timeless story of the whole Bible for yourself with the